Welcome to the Stress Out Podcast. We are back. It has been some time, and I'm sorry, between work and the holidays with Thanksgiving and hunting. Um, it's been kind of tough to focus on the podcast, but uh, I'm back. We're going to have a great episode today. I hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. And today we're going to talk with Cy Colley. And uh, he lives over in Alabama and does a lot of hunting in Alabama. So I figured it would be really great to talk to him and uh, try to figure out that rut that they got over there. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So hope you guys enjoy. And if you want, get on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter. We're all on there. Get us on all the platforms, podcast. Head on, get on there and subscribe. Leave a review on the podcast. That really helps the podcast and get more people to see it when you guys leave a review. So if you don't mind, take two minutes out of your t- day and leave that review, and it'll really, really help us out, and we greatly appreciate it. So, all right, let's get to it. All right, guys, welcome to the Stress Out Podcast. It's episode 20. I'm your host, Ryan Greathouse. Today on the show, we got Cy Colley, and we're going to talk to him about some rutting stuff, I think, because he lives over in Alabama and does a lot of hunting in Alabama, right across the road from us here in Georgia. Um, what's up, Cy? Oh, nothing much, man. Just uh, sitting back relaxing from work. Hey, man, ain't nothing like getting off work, which actually, you got to work tomorrow, too, right? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I work six days a week. Mm. Mm. Yep, I know exactly how you feel. But, well, we were talking before we started here, but you'll be able to, you'll be able to get you a hunt in in the morning, right? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I get, I get to hunt um, pretty much Monday through Thursday in the mornings we work. Uh, ten to seven, and I think nine to six on Fridays. I hate they change that, but um, I at least you know get get a hunt in on on the Monday through Thursday, and then, uh, usually on Fridays I go check my camera. So I I pretty much get to spend every day in the woods. So it's, that's that's not a bad gig. Yeah, yeah, you can't complain too much about that. Um, well, we did uh we talked a little bit here before we started recording. And uh, we were talking about rutting and, you know, wind deer rut and stuff like that. Before we get into that, though, we'll I guess we'll kind of talk about, you know, what what are you seeing right now in, uh, in the woods? Like, how are the deer acting and stuff like that? Um, well, right, right now, they're, um, the bucks are starting to break off a little bit and, Get out of the get out of the bachelor groups. Um, starting to see, you know, scrapes, um, and which you know, mo- most of them are by your younger deer. Um, a lot, a lot more rubbing going on, and it ain't the you get the velvet off anymore. I mean, they're breaking breaking trees and and saplings from from rubbing, and um, a, a lot of it, like I said, is the younger bucks making the scrapes, but um. I found a few of the, you know, 
bigger scrapes that I'm thinking are, you know, community scrapes as well. So, um, but nothing, nothing too serious. Our rut doesn't kick in until like the middle of, middle of January to the end where I'm at here in, in Elmore County and kind of further south can go. It's on into February, but it just, it really all depends. So, sometimes the rut doesn't hit here and where I'm at till February. So, um, it's just, I, I think the weather and moon phase has a, about everything to do with it, whether whether it's going to come in, you know, on time or later, which that's why they extend the season because we've seen so much of it coming in later after the season was out. So a lot of times we've missed the rut completely. Yeah. Uh, man, there's so much. I just thought about while you were explaining that. Um, to me, for one thing, I think it's crazy, and we were talking about this a little bit before we actually recorded, then uh, it's just crazy to me how, I guess, scattered the rut is. And uh, I, I really, I don't think it's, I don't think it matters where you are. I think you're, I think it's more of, more of on a property level than it is a state or a county level. I think it's, you can pretty much, I guess, flip a quarter and wherever it lands, you can probably go there and you, you would probably have to go to that property and look at it to see if the rut's on. You couldn't just say, oh, well, yes, yeah, the rut's on now in the, in this place and in this place. You know what I mean? Oh, yes. It's, it's one of those things where you, I guess you gotta see it. It's, you know, you can't just go off a chart, um, which I am, you know, they do have rut charts that they, that they put out and I hope it's by people that are actually going and, and eyewitnessing it, not just, you know, taking, taking somebody's words for it. Um, but yeah, it, it's just, it, it's just like if you're trying to monitor, you know, numbers and all, something you need to go and see, not just guess. Yeah, well, that's um. Now, now, see, I I was gonna say, you know, you were saying your rut usually kicks in like end of January, February, something like that, and then. But I think, I think too, like Georgia. See, we've always thought, and this is just me thinking, and I mean, it could be a possibility, but. For, for me, it's, the rut has always been November, basically any time during that month. You pretty much got to be in the woods. And but after, and our our deer season only goes to January tenth. And before last year, it ended on January first every year. And I. I think sometimes we might miss the rut, or, or not the not the the not the primary rut, but you've always got that that second that second part of the rut where those does that didn't get bred the first time they'll come and heat again. And I think a lot of times in Georgia that happens a lot, and it usually I think hits end of January, 1st of February, because we've been out 
on properties before scouting in February, scouting for turkeys. And we'd see scrapes and we'd see rubs, like I'm talking super fresh sign in, in, in February. And, uh, but, but I don't think anybody really knows if anything happens during those two months because season's already over with, so there ain't nobody out there hunting. Oh yeah, the, uh, I remember the year right before, <clears throat> from the year they did, they did change it. I, I really think it was the year before. Um, it was like the middle of February and, uh, we were actually, me and a buddy of mine were, were coon hunting one night and we looked, we looked up going down the road and four does come across the road. Well then right, I mean right behind him and he had his nose to the asphalt as he come across. Was a, was a nice buck running them, chasing them. And I told him, I said, you look at that right there. I said, you don't, tell me we're not missing the rut because our, our season back then, like I said, ended on January 31st. I know for a fact the region I was in did, but I think, you know, they, they changed it the next year for it to be February 10th for that, the lower region, Zone B, um, which they've changed it now. The whole state goes to February 10th. Yeah, yeah. I, now, I mean, I think. Uh, well, let me let's get back to. I want to get back to asking you some questions about what you were talking about with the rut. Now, um, you said something about velvet rubbing and stuff. Now, y'all's bucks still shed velvet at the same time, right? Like September, first October, I'm guessing. Yeah, about uh, the first of October, I had. Let's see, all the way up to probably October the 10th, um, I still had some that were in velvet. I know, I'll tell you this, I had a, I had three buddies of mine killed, uh, killed bucks on opening day of both season, and two of the three were in full velvet still. Um, but usually, usually those, you know, those first, first rubs you start seeing in October and all, that's just from them rubbing that velvet off um yeah but then now when you start seeing those those fresher rubs that's when you you know in fact uh a guy killed a buck on our property opening weekend and you can see where he'd been he'd been rubbing rubbing hard so but they start they start rubbing and everything way way earlier than than when uh when the rut gets here in fact i think oh they, yeah they still kind of rub when our rut gets here, but most of the time they just they focus on scrapes. Yeah, yeah, I think um, so. That's that's one thing that I've been trying to figure out. I I don't know if it has any. What's the word I'm looking for? I don't know if it has any correlation to the rut or when the rut's going to hit, but. I've always I've been trying to figure figure it out if when they shed velvet has anything to do with when the rut's going to hit because I I'll tell you why we we got a we had a property in um in Heard County county north of where I live in and uh the deer in that county I, I figured it to be the rut to hit 
first of December, first week of December. But one thing I noticed, I hunted that property for two years, and both years, those bucks on that property, they shed velvet a little bit later, maybe a week and a half to two weeks later than the bucks did, like, in the county that I live in, Troop County. And uh, and the rut was, you know, a week earlier than it was up there where those bucks shed later. So, I don't know. I just, I was trying to figure that out, and I'm still trying to figure it out. Probably probably nothing there to figure out, but just, and I may be looking into it too a little too deep. <laughs> I don't, I, I've never really thought of, you know, thought about that. Now, I, I have always heard that the uh that the deer that usually shed their horns first are usually the ones that that done the most breeding um that's something i've always heard who who know, who knows if that if that's true either it's just something i've heard but i i do know this i've always heard once those deer get get those hard horns that's kind of when they you know when their hormones start kicking in but that's also when they start they 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 start you know kind of kind of getting wiser at the same time too, because um, I noticed the the pattern on some of these deer once they got once they got that velvet off, it it, it was like you know he kept getting further and further away from seeing these deer in daylight and less pictures of them in the daylight too. Oh yeah, yeah it does that happens a lot where I'm at, but yeah I I don't know man it's Right in Alabama and Georgia, it's, it's it's real it's real tricky. Um, so so what do you guys like? How do you go about hunting? I guess up until the rut, like do you focus more on food or you know what do you do? Um, yeah, I I, I mainly focus on food or find a good transition area between between the two um which if my main thing is um especially the property i hunt um it's about a four-year clear cut we got a, a power line that runs through it um so i try to get sometimes in the you know the hardwoods that's been left over on the creek um trying to get in those hardwoods and catch those deer a lot of times they'll they travel that those, those creeks because um they kind of got cover because it goes down it kind of drops down into a holler and they'll I've, I've seen them do it so many times they'll cross that power line but they cross it right there with the ditches because it's kind of in the hill and so it's like they walk through the woods the whole time and they've got that just a little bit of opening they have to walk through but they're here because they're down you know, below that hill, and they feel like they're, you know, hid. Um, and they're, what they're doing is just going back from, from food to, to bed. And I mean, basically you can, you can kill a bunch of deer just, just by getting on the traveling corridor. And then once the rut kicks in, you know, you, there's not really much, you know, being able to get a pattern on them. And then, so, Basically, up to then, 
I'm trying to focus on that or somewhere I can get and watch watch their bedding. Because a lot of ours on that clear cut, if you get high enough, you can watch one walk in there and lay down. Or you can climb up and look and, and find one laying down. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess that uh, kind of goes back into uh, what we were talking about with rubs and stuff. I mean, that's where you're going to find probably most of your rubs. Which that's that's where I find most of my rubs is you know kind of in them hardwoods or in the bottoms, especially if you got especially if you got something like white oak or something like that where food is. Oh yeah, I I find a good bit of them in there, but I've also we because we'll do we'll do drives in December because we go through what we call the December lull. Which is everybody's gonna come in gun hunting and put a bunch of pressure on the deer and the deer really don't want to do much moving during the daytime. So we'll kinda of go in there and do drives. We'll go through the drives, you get to scout and you get to see a lot too. And uh we'll find a bunch of I found rubs. Um, you find all your beds in there. And there was one year I, I, I found a scrape line in the middle of the cutover. I could I it was the first time I'd ever seen it. Just because it was, it had a little bit of where it, where it wasn't so thick, and it kind of mixed with hardwoods a little bit. And I said, "Man, this buck right here, he ain't never gonna come out of this cover. He ain't gonna hardly move, move to find a doe or food. He ain't hardly gonna move at all." Oh yeah, man, I love, I love hunting a cutover. Oh, I used yeah. to, we used to have a. Especially what? Especially on a day when it's good cold frost and you can find the hill that, that the sun's going to hit. And as soon as that oh, sun yeah. hits, it's like you kicked over ant bed. Oh, yeah. It's like uh, you just see it like, and you know, them deer, they're in there. And that sun hits it, man. On them cold, frosty mornings, that sun hits it. It just... It lights them deer up like they think they hid, but they really ain't. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And and I've yeah, we're, me and my boss were actually talking about this the other day. And usually, if you if you're hunting a clear cut like that, you either gonna see your deer once that sun start hit starts hitting it, or you gonna see them early, about right at the break of dawn, going in there to bed up. But. It's just uh, that's my favorite spot. If it's gonna, if I know it's gonna be a good cold frost, I'm gonna get somewhere where I can see a long ways and a cutover. That's my favorite spot to hunt. Oh yeah, yeah, I really like hunting the cutover. Ain't a whole lot of people. I don't think there's a whole lot of people that know know about hunting the cutover. But uh, man, I love it. We we used to have a place that was that was nothing but a cutover. The whole property, it was. Probably, I don't know, 100, 120 acres maybe. But the whole property was just cut over. And, man, it was man, it was awesome. See, ours is, ours is kind of cool how it is. Like I said, it's got, there's like two creek, creek bottoms on the place that run straight through the middle of that power line. So either you can sit on the power line and watch it, or you can get on the edge and, and watch, be able to watch hardwoods and the cutover at the same time. And I wish I wish I could have been able to hunt this place when it was first cutover. 
man, you just you'd have been able to see for so much. Now it's kind of it's thicker, but at the same time it's better because it holds more deer. But it's kind it's kind of cool to be able to sit there and and watch a, a a you know a bottom, a pretty bottom, but then at the same time be able to sit turn around and watch a cutover too. So yeah, well a lot of times too. I mean if you if you can get especially if you got if you've got something like that and you got you know one say you put a stand up and your left side's cut over and your right side's hardwoods or anything anything any any kind of transition them deer they love they love traveling right there right in between both of them mm-hmm. exactly so if you got like like if you got you might have pines it might be something like planted pines and then all of a sudden it turns into hardwoods, right, usually right there where they both meet at. That's where them deer are going, that's where they're going to travel most of the time. Oh, yeah. I even, my, my uh, wife's uncle has 50 acres that butts up to a WMA land, and his 50 acres is nothing but cutover. The WMA turns into big hardwoods and then pines again, and I can't, those deer... Just right on, right on the line, travel up and down it, and and some of the best because so far back, it's like a mile and a half back from where anybody anybody in the public could access it, and uh, it's just it's eat up with deer, and that's something I want to try this year is go up there during the rut and and hunt it because I found some scrapes last year that size of the hood of a truck it was unreal, I just never got up got up there to go hunt it, but. I want to kill deer off public land so bad I can't stand it. Yeah, them uh, them guys that do that public land hunting, man, when they kill bucks off of them, that's, they they're doing a lot better than I think I would be able to do. That's got to be oh, tough yeah. there. Just just how much it I've got that that perfect access to it, and I and I still haven't gone up there and. And hunting it much, it just, I don't know, it kind of, it, it shies me away because I, I just don't want to, you know, get back in there and, and somebody walk up on me or, you know, I don't know. Yeah. And and, and plus when you can sit back here in, in, on my place and basically walk out of my trailer and, and go kill the deer or, you know, go out there and, and, and be able to have cameras and not worry about people stealing them or stealing your stands that, kind of shies you away but i guess it's a chance you gotta take sometimes yeah yeah uh now about the rut i wonder well that's a whole different i guess a whole different topic there rut on public land but that would be uh one i guess one benefit if you can hunt if you're gonna hunt public land, I guess it'd be the best time to do it during the rut. Cause when it's a rut, man, them bucks they they really don't seem to have too much other thought in their mind, in their brain other than where's the doe at. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, it, in that place up there, I'm not gonna say where it's at or 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 what uh what county it's in, but it's it's overlooked and there's not a lot of people that 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 do hunt it but um 
and and those deer up there, I know a bunch of people that go in there and kill big bucks during the rut. It, it just, I think, some fact of it being overlooked, and like you're saying, they don't care much anyways, but you you start seeing a bunch of people about mid-January, and then, you know, later on through there, post some bucks that killed them on public land just because of that. Oh, you'll see them killed on public land, chasing a dog. So. Yep. I tell you what, we were hunting, we were hunting the other day, me and, uh, me and Justin, and, uh, we're hunting at his place. And see here, I mean, the rut's still, rut's still kinda on, but like, this is, this is kinda the start of like, the, the second rut, so to speak. And, uh, or, or it could be like a, it's, it's either, you know, those younger does that kind of fail or the fawns that fail late and are finally old enough to come in heat now, they're starting to come in heat. And uh, we saw a doe, a little buck. It was a little spike, which, I mean, yeah, he's a young deer. But he was he was trailing a doe, and uh, it was a big old mature doe. She knew, she, like, the wind was blowing right at him. Or at least the wind was gusting, and it was blowing right at them every so often. And man, she kept throwing her head up. She was trying to smell something, and we were like, "Oh man, they gonna bust us! They gonna bust us!" But she didn't, and uh, she knew something wasn't right. But man, he didn't even care. Like he would, he didn't even take his his eyes off her. He's just standing there looking at her, <laughs> and oh, yeah. uh, he just yeah, he just walked right up to her and started pushing her again. She finally, he finally run her off, and yeah, he didn't, he didn't have a care in the world. No, they don't, and they, when they're, when they're running around chasing that thing, you can, you can go up there and kick them in the side, and they wouldn't. Oh yeah, as long as you. I mean, it's still. Yeah, I mean, it's you still have to, you still have to play your cards right, because I mean, you still got to worry about the dough, and to me. Oh, yeah. To me, I mean, I don't care how big a buck he is. I don't think he he ain't got nothing on a doe, a four or five or six year old doe. I don't know. I don't know what it is, man. But them does, man. Them them does are so smart. Sometimes I think they can be smarter than the bucks. And they just, I don't know, especially if they got a baby with them. Oh yeah, that mother that mother instinct kicks in a lot. Oh yeah. Now speaking of speaking of babies, um, that that's one thing I wanted to ask you. Like, when do uh, when do y'all normally see the first set of phones? Um, let's see here. I think normally. It'll be about <clears throat> mid July, somewhere running there to to September, sometimes later. So, um, I had one. I had one on camera one time in October that looked like it was born two weeks before. I mean, it was just a little bitty. Um, and then sometimes, sometimes I'll have them. Oh. 
in October, they look like they're almost the size of the mom already. It's just, uh, it's just really, it's, it's crazy to think it's like you're saying sometimes that secondary rut, those deer, those deer are born later, um, that, you know, than normal, but, and then you go to the county, my buddy the other day, sent a picture, uh, or showed me a picture, and, uh, he's, he's having hunting this spot for the last three years, and he said, I've, the last three years I've wanted deer to do this, but it wouldn't. He took a picture and it was a, it was a phone. He said, he said, it was, um, he said, I couldn't believe, I couldn't believe it still had spots, but it's still, I mean, it still had real good spots. So, that, when, when was this? Later. This was about the end of October. Yeah. It was, almost, Justin, it was almost November already. Yeah. Justin, uh, Justin showed us a picture just a couple of weeks ago. It was, I want to say it was right at the, I want to say around November the 8th or November the 9th or something like that. And uh, he had a picture of a phone with spots. Like, I'm talking like a tiny phone. Like, looked like it just hit the ground maybe two weeks before the picture got took. Oh, yeah, I had one. I know it was the... I know it was almost, it was right at the beginning of November and she, she had one that couldn't have been a month old. I mean, she, it, 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 it was small. You could tell it was a buck from the, from the blockhead it had, but it was, it should have been way bigger because you know how fast yeah. the bucks grow. Oh yeah. And, and let's so see, that's the thing, you know, people, people can look at. You know, that's a good indicator too. I mean, well, especially if you got, if you got phones that hit the ground at the same exact time every year and they all hit the ground at the same time, then you're probably going to have, your rut's probably going to be, you know, pretty, it's pretty, pretty, probably going to be pretty easy to pinpoint it. And it's probably going to be for, you know, about a week. But if you got phones, and uh, like if you're seeing phones for all September, October, and hopefully you're not seeing phones in November, but if you are, probably means throughout the years your rut's gonna probably last for probably a couple months. I'm <laughs> not down here, man. It's just it's it's hit or miss, but. About the middle of January, you better just get, be ready for anything. You may, you may see some of the best rutting activity. You may not even see that, you know, see a buck chasing until February. Just, you just, like I said, you just, you never know here. And think, like I said, a lot of us got to do with the weather and, you know, whatever kind of, whatever kind of moving phase we got going on at the same time because Sometimes you're not even gonna see the road; it'll be at night. You won't even you won't even get to see the good stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's all got to line up just right, especially if you want to see them. You got to be super lucky to see one actually chasing the doe. That's that's pretty rare. Oh yeah, especially down here. I wish it was like it was in places like you know Iowa, Illinois, 
something like that, man. I love I love how aggressive those deer are out there. Coming in and start wheezing, grunting, chasing. Yeah. That it ain't like it here. It's uh, and see that what I've heard is it's uh, and I and it's got a lot to do with what I was just talking about with um phones hitting the ground. So and that's the thing, like in where you're at in Alabama and in Georgia and I mean all over the South. You, you see people, you know, people have phones hitting the ground at so many different time periods during the fall. And, um, and I think that's the biggest reason why the rut is so spotty and it's, it's actually kind of, it, it actually makes the rut longer. But, um, but like in Iowa, or in the Midwest, like their their buck to doe ratio is, you know, almost perfect. Um, their phones hit the ground the same exact time every single year, and uh, because of that, all of the does are coming in heat all at the same exact time. So that's going to make their rut shorter. But it makes it more intense because all of the does are in heat at once. Oh yeah. And for us, you got basically if you were to take fifty does and all of them in heat at once, then of course, because they're only in heat for that twenty-four hours or whatever it is, or it's seventy-two hours or something like that, and. I mean, that's it. Like once they're once they're not in heat anymore, like that's it. And then they'll come in heat again, like ninety days later. But so them bucks know they got to really they got to be aggressive if they want to get them a doe because they're all there at once. But like down here in the south, it's just that's why I think for for us, like pretty much the entire month of November. You're gonna see, like, you could see chasing any day during the month of November. And I think that's what it is. It just prolongs our rut just because we got so many different does coming in heated at different times. Well, yeah, and I think that's also why that here in Alabama you'll see them, you'll, you'll sometimes see five or six, five or six bucks on one day chasing and dogging them just because I, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but usually, usually it's like one doe in the whole on the whole place because in the heat, and none of the other ones are in the heat. So every buck on the place is after. Yeah, yeah, I I see that a lot too, and I it's like we we always not just not just on a single property, but in the, in the general area or general region of a county we you know you hunt with your buddies and stuff and you're always talking to them and the best sign that we always look for is you see a doe well our, our tarsal glands black you know and oh yeah you know i'll be hunting one place and yeah i saw a doe tarsal glands are solid black you know and my buddy he'll be hunting a couple miles down the road and 
he'll see a doe and he's like, no, nah, man, her toxiclin is a solid white. She ain't even started, she ain't even started peeing on them, you know, so. Oh, I'll, uh, I'll call the thing, the processor and ask him, or, you know, I killed something to go in there, I'll look and, and, and guess, cause this little small town, there ain't a whole bunch of people driving from too far away to drop the deer off and, I mean, that's, you know, that's one sign you'll start, if you drive by the processor and you're seeing, seeing bucks hanging, a lot of bucks, that's when you know it's, it's time to be in the woods. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we pretty much got it pinpointed. I know we got it pinpointed, you know, where I'm at. I mean, the, the best and prime time to be in the woods. In, in my area is basically second week of November. Basically from November the 5th till November the 20th, it's gonna be like that's, that's usually when you see all the bucks hitting the ground. And, uh, but it can happen from the last week of October to First week in December, so I mean, you just you never really know. No, we can't. We, I don't know. I don't know if we'll ever be able to just get ours for sure. But it's just some. It just it changes from year to year. But I, I sure wish I had a calendar that had those those magical days part down. Sure would make things easier. Yeah. Yeah, it would. Well, I guess the only thing we can do is get out there and get out there and go hunting. Because even if we ain't seeing chasing, it's still good to be out there hunting. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's a lot better than sitting in the house on the couch or working. Yep, you definitely ain't gonna kill them if you ain't in there with them. Nope. I've only I've only killed one deer on the couch. I still had to get up off of it to shoot it too. So you can't <laughs> kill them on the couch unless you got to stay on the couch in it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think we can uh, we can go ahead and start wrapping it up there, Sai. I think we talked a pretty good bit about different type, different things about the root and stuff, and uh, hopefully somebody might learn something they didn't already know. But I really appreciate you coming on here, man. And, Doing this with me. Oh, it ain't no problem. And maybe some of y'all folks over there in Georgia that listen, you know, be able to take advantage of and look at, well, like our season ends in January and their rut's just kicking in. And come over and check out some of the, some of the public land we got or, you know, try to find some private land to hunt. But cause that'd be, that'd be a good opportunity for y'all, especially like I said, your season ending that early. Give you, give you something to do between time deer season and the real season begins in the spring that's right that's right yeah i think i would if uh if out of state and alabama license didn't cost so much i i'd definitely probably try to do some do some deer hunting over there it would make the time go by for turkeys <laughs> oh yeah